You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Oh, there is nobody on the end of that phone tonight. It is just me, Joe, and this is a Sexy Vampire Teeth Quick Bite. And tonight we're going to be talking about a new movie uh, that came out January 14th of this year. Uh, a sequel to a very long-running horror franchise, and that is Transylvania Transformania. In this movie, you got a werewolf, a Frankenstein, and a Dracula, and they all walk into a bar, and then, oh boy, no, that is not what we're talking about. Uh, Not to say I'm above reviewing the Transylvania movies, because I'm not. Um, I'm not above making this some kind of like kid-friendly podcast down the road, or just selling out and reviewing these kind of movies, so I'm not above it at all. But no, I'm going to be talking about Scream or Scream 2021 or Scream 5 or whatever you want to call it. The naming convention with these uh, horror reboot requills are just like, you know, ridiculous. And We've talked about that ad nauseum. So let me get into this movie. Um, It just came out a couple weeks ago. And um, what I think, it it was okay. Um, it, It was okay. The reviews on the movie have been phenomenal. If you've looked at like you know sites like IGN or Rotten Tomatoes earlier on, they've always kind of changed their scores a lot. But they were really up there, and I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if it was going to be like just some real uh, a real game changer like the first one was, but it wasn't. It was just basically the same stuff we've seen in the other screen movies, but you know done better, uh, better than the last couple ones. Pro- probably to be fair, I would say it's probably like the second best screen movie. I mean, in the time that's passed since. The first one, we've gotten a lot of stale stuff. So even just seeing, you know, a return to the original screen formula was was, was pretty good. I'm going to talk about it as spoiler-free as I can uh, for now, but then I, I will get into spoilers at the end of the podcast, but I'll give a fair warning. This, Like I said, this is going to be a, a short uh, review. I'm just doing this on my own. Uh, this was directed by a directing duo, uh, Matt Bertinelli and Tyler Gillette, who... Um, the, the big thing that they're known for is Ready or Not, uh, which is a horror comedy movie that, that came out in 2019. And the writers were also part of that same movie as well. So James Vanderbilt and Guy uh, Bizzik, if I'm saying that right. And James Vanderbilt, he's written you know a couple uh, you know pretty big things in the last decade or so. He's written The Amazing Spider-Man. He did The Losers, which was a great movie. Um, so it's a decent team. Uh, you know, it's fresh as well. These guys haven't been around for too long. Kevin Williamson uh, came back as an executive producer. I don't know why. Uh, I'm not really sure the details on that, why he wasn't involved in writing or directing or anything like that. But um, cast-wise, we have quite a bit of returning characters, um, which has which has been the case for all the other Scream movies. You have David Arquette coming back as Dewey, Nev Campbell as Sidney Prescott, and then uh, Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. They're not, they're not the forefront of this movie at all, like they had been in the other ones. You do have a whole new, fresh set of characters, not unlike Scream 4. Uh, some of these people you've seen before in other things, they're kind of the popular... Some of them are the popular teen casting choices right now, especially uh, Dylan Mignette. He uh, he plays a character named Wes Hicks. You have yeah, there's all, The naming convention is just the typical Scream naming convention. You have the main characters are two sisters... Samantha Carpenter and Tara Carpenter. To get into the story a little bit, um, like I said, without spoiling it, you have, um, ah, this is kind of spoilerish, but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess you really shouldn't even listen to this if you plan on seeing the movie, to be honest with you, but it's been out for quite a bit. Um, very minor spoiler. It, 
just to get just to tell you the plot of the movie is that uh, like I said, these two sisters, uh, Samantha and Tara. Samantha is the older one. She is she's out uh, somewhere else. I don't remember where. With her boyfriend, her, his, Richie is his name. He's played by Jack Quaid, who was from The Boys. And uh, she gets a call that her sister Tara was attacked. In the opening scene, Tara is the the first uh, victim of of Ghostface, and she survives. So she's in a hospital. Uh, so the sister comes to see her and check up on her, and that's when we meet the rest of the cast, which is Tara's friends. Uh, like I said before, you had Dylan Minnette. He plays Wes. I almost said Wes Craven. Uh, he plays Wes Hicks. Like I said, you have um, Mason Gooden, who plays Chad Meeks Martin. And then the character who plays his twin sister is Jasmine Savoy Brown. She plays Mindy Meeks Martin. And these are like the niece and nephews of Randy. So that's your callback to that character. And then you have a couple of the characters. Uh, Mickey Madsen, who plays the character Amber Freeman. She was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She played Sadie. And uh, the show Better Things. She's one of the daughters in that show, which is a pretty decent show if no, if no one's ever seen it before. And then there's a couple other characters, which, I, you know, I'm not really going to get into. Like, you have, a, like I said, a whole group of teenagers, a whole new group of teenagers. And they're just okay. They're kind of forgettable for the most part. So as the story goes, uh, a ghost face has returned. And uh, the new characters are basically trying to figure out who it is while uh, going to the older characters uh, for advice. That's essentially the plot of the movie. And Roger L. Jackson comes back to play the voice of Ghostface. Well, if you heard, we talked about the Scream franchise recently, uh, me and Justin, on a recent podcast. I'm not a huge fan of the series. Uh, I think it's okay. I love the first movie. I thought it was lightning in a bottle. Uh, And because of the nature of that movie, I don't really feel like sequels work for that because it was just such a niche thing. Um, you know, a movie that sort of uh, was very meta on horror movies and self-aware, self-referential, whatever you want to call it. And to do that twice, three times, four times down the fifth time, it, it, it does get stale. It, it just, I feel like that film should have been just like a one-off thing. And there's nothing wrong with having just one good horror movie and then moving on to something else. Put your creativity into something else. I don't really know why this film had so many sequels except for, you know, um, a cash grab. And I've talked about how that's not really conventional. Well, most slasher movies do not follow your heroes. They follow the villain. This is one of the few, um, well, really only big example of that happening. And there's reasons why that doesn't work, I think. And again, I talked about that with Justin in the last uh, podcast about Scream. So what did I like about the movie? Uh, Because I did like some things about it. I thought Ghostface was done really well. Uh, normally he's like kind of goofy. and This movie was a, kind of a menacing form. Uh, there was a lot of like poses and movements that he made. Uh, turns of the head, you know, a, a contortion of the body, whatever. Where he was very like imposing, very menacing. And I liked that a lot. Uh, the music that went along with it was pretty great too. So like I feel like they got Ghostface as perfectly as they could. He also looks so much like darker. Whatever like kind of costume he had on was so much blacker. It like sucked in the the scenery almost, like a void. Everything worked. The colors, the movement, the way it walked around. Um, I thought it was really well done. The killings were, you know, although still just being you know stabbed with a knife for pretty much all of them, they were a little gory. Uh, I was kind of surprised. I haven't really seen a lot of gore since the first one, and even then it was like aftermath. Here's what happened to them. This movie does show some pretty graphic uh, stabbings. Uh, yeah, it was pretty intense, uh, some of these uh, attacks, some of these deaths. 
And uh, although, like, there was an overuse of one particular thing. If you've seen the movie, you kind of know what I'm talking about. But um, it was pretty good. Uh, that that part I loved. I got, I never really cared about that character as much. I know they always try to, you know, I know he's become a thing. Like, one of the, the, the icon uh, icons of slasher movies. Like, Freddy and Jason. But I never really felt that way until this movie. I thought it was pretty good. So that I liked quite a bit. I like the whodunit aspect of this. Um, I actually kind of gave a shit. I was curious. There was a lot of stuff that was... There was a lot out there to kind of trip you up into, you know, kind of figuring out who this was, what was the motivation. And um, trying to kind of, like, think about that as I'm watching it, you know, um, was was a fun aspect of watching the movie. But like all the screen movies, once you find out what happened, it's kind of like, all right, well, I mean, there's not really a lot of rewatch unless there was some great things in it. Uh, or, or like just a lot to say where it's worth, you know, watching a few more times to suck it all in. Like the first one, I did not, again, I did not feel that way about the other ones. And I guess I don't really feel that way about this one either. I don't know like how much of a rewatch value it had for me. But definitely more than the other ones, I could tell you that. Um, I, you know, I'd probably check it out again because there were things I said I did like about it. Like a slasher movie, typically you go to watch it for these, you know, cool kills. And, and it had quite a bit of those. And, a, you know, a great villain which I think at this point they kind of nailed him. Like Scream 1, you know, this kind of has its message, the meta aspect of a horror movie where it talks about horror movies. And for this particular one, which makes sense, is they're talking about things that are going on now. They're saying how a lot of horror movies are coming into this reboot or requill phase, as you as people are calling it. And they're explaining what that is and how it kind of like, how it kind of pisses all over fandom for the most part. That's kind of what this particular movie's about. And again, it makes sense because that's what's going on right now, right? They talk about that and that's what this movie is. They go as far as to mention that a lot of new movies, uh, particularly reboots of older things, will use the movie as a platform to talk about like a social issue or, you know, make certain characters a certain ethnicity just for the sake of it without any actual purpose, you know, or make their sexual orientation a certain way for really no purpose other than just to put it in there. So they said, hey, like, I'm there too. But sometimes it comes off as pandering and they talk about that and they don't do it and they do do it, right? So it's like kind of typical screen sort of format. A big theme of this movie is like fan toxicity, like just the fan base being so aggravated with where a franchise goes that they they really go all out to just make their opinions known and to just shit all over it where it's just not necessary because it's just a movie. But this is something that people get really passionate about, you know, and now because everybody has a voice, I mean, I can't really say anything bad about that because I'm sitting here talking, but... You know, a lot of people use that to just sort of shit on things to a very, like, semi-violent degree. For what reason, right? I will sit here and <laughs> crap on a movie as well. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. To a degree, I could just say, yeah, I don't really care for it. I don't think it's whatever. Do I feel like reboots now are ruining my childhood or pissing all over fandom? No, I'm just excited to see something. If I don't like it, I don't like it. If I like it, I like it. But this kind of targets those kind of people who go off the deep end as far as like hating a franchise or hating where it goes that's a big part of the movie all in all i thought it was a good movie uh it was a good scream entry if you like scream for all it is it's jump scares you know the eye rolling sort of like <laughs> winks and nods at the camera the ridiculous one-liners the convoluted sort of like meta stuff about horror 
the out of control, you know, plot and villain or villains, whatever movie you're watching. Um, yeah, you're going to get Scream. Um, if you're looking for something new, it doesn't really do a lot of that. But again, some fans want to see something similar to what they're always watching. Right? If you go to see a Friday the 13th movie, you want to see a guy in a hockey mask kill kids in a camp. If you wanted to see something else, you'd see something else. You don't need Jason in space. Maybe some people do. I don't know. I didn't really need it, but... I was kind of not a huge Scream fan, so I would have been good at seeing something new. But obviously, most fans of something, a fandom, want to see the same thing. And that's what this movie delivers. 100%. If you're a fan of Scream, you're going to really enjoy this movie, I think. If you're not, and you kind of like the first one, or you really like the first one, then you'll enjoy this. With that said, uh, I'm going to get into spoilers for the last just few minutes. So I'm not going to talk too, too much about them. Um, there's a couple things I wanted to touch on. If you don't want to know about those, then just turn this off. Uh, you're just going to miss a couple minutes. But um, if you want to hear them or you saw the movie, uh, here we go. What I'm going to do first is actually play a clip from the last podcast where we talked about the Scream franchise, uh, where Justin made predictions about this movie. So take a listen to that first. I have two predictions for this movie. What's that? One, I think Dewey is going to die in this movie. Okay. Why? Just because? It's it's just a gut feeling. Okay. It's just a gut feeling. I feel like Dewey's going to In die. a courageous way, I guess, because that's like what his character oh, yeah. is supposed to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And two, I think I... I don't know... Okay. I'll say this. I do and do... I think I do and do not know who the killer is. Just just like I have like... Just, just a theory. As far as motivation is concerned, I think I know who the killer is. Who do you think it is? Okay. I think Sydney in the first movie, Sydney and Billy have sex for the first time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, Scream 2 takes place two years after the first movie. It came out a year later. It takes place two years later. Okay. I think Sydney got pregnant that night. I think Sydney gave the baby up for adoption. Oh, okay. I think the killer is going to be Sydney's kid. All right. So, with that. Uh, there are some things that he got right, which he should, because he's a big fucking fan of the film franchise. So, the main character, um, Samantha Carpenter, she is not Sydney's daughter, but she is Billy's daughter. Billy had gotten this woman pregnant, and um, this woman, Sam's mother, married her high school sweetheart, and this guy the whole time thought that that was his baby, but it wasn't. So Tara's really her half-sister, because not the same father, and she basically, like, finds out from a diary, and she tells her mom, how could you do this, how could you do this, how come I didn't know that this wasn't my dad? The dad was sitting right there. This is all told in a flashback, by the way, we don't see it. But the dad was sitting right there. He left. So she blames herself for the father leaving uh, her and her sister, and she just takes off as well. So she is haunted by... The ghost of Billy Loomis, basically. And we see him all throughout the movie. And they de-age him to make him look like he did in the first Scream movie. And he is in, like, that, you know, white t-shirt with the stains of blood all over it like he was at the end of the movie. That's that's how she sees him. I don't know why, but that's how she sees him. She keeps seeing Billy Loomis. And she's, you know, have, and, and he's telling her that, you know, she's got to basically just you know, own who she is and become what he was, basically. But she's trying to fight it off. So, you know, a lot of the movie we're thinking that she's it or part of it or whatever. Um, I thought it would have been kind of cool if she was 
but didn't think she was, and it was sort of like a split personality thing, like a Fight Club sort of thing, but they did not go that deep, obviously, for Scream 5. Um, but it turns out that the killer is her boyfriend, Richie, who has no motivation throughout the entire movie. He's just crazy, and we never knew it. Uh, the other killer is the character I spoke about before, Amber Freeman, played by uh, Mickey Madsen. Again, no motivation, just a crazy person. The explanation that they give us is that they are crazy, toxic fans, like I talked about before. This movie's about toxic fandom. They want to basically bring back the story of these killings to, to formula, and they decide to stage all this shit. They're going to blame it on, I don't know, fucking... Honestly, it's it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Um, it, it's, you know, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. They're just trying to get a point across about toxic fans. That's the point. And these two are just unassuming characters, so no one saw it coming. It, it's honestly a very stale sort of reveal. I was just whatever about it. But what he also got right, uh, Justin, was that Dewey does die. Uh, he is killed. So Richie's there when he dies, which means this teenage girl killed Dewey. And if you see how Dewey dies, it's kind of ridiculous that she was able to pull this off, but whatever. But yeah, he dies trying to save these uh, people. Uh, re well, rescue these people, rather, from the hospital. Uh, Tara and Samantha. So yeah, he does die in a you know courageous way. And, you know, Sydney and Gail, they're there at the end. And they basically, um, you know, help kill the uh, villains. There is a cool moment where Ghostface is in the hospital chasing somebody. And he taps like a, um, like a, a mechanism on his... Uh, throat which lets him speak in that voice so we actually get to see him speak to someone without a phone which i thought was really cool i liked that a lot i consider that a spoiler i didn't talk about that before um so at the end you basically get uh sydney and gail killing off the female uh villain the girl uh amber and now um richie sort of left and uh samantha's faced off against him and she owns her billy loomis she goes full psycho mode on this guy and she stabs him to death in a stabbing scene that i honestly could say i have fucking never seen so brutal in a horror franchise like this before it is a very realistic animalistic sort of stabbing and it was fucking cool it was the only moment of the movie where i kind of was like oh shit you know like i i had a reaction to it it was really well done and and that's kind of it that that's the ending of the movie so um is she going to become, you know, like a killer? They don't really leave it off that way. I mean, I guess you could take it that way if you wanted to really get into this uh, film. But that's that's basically the movie. Um, and again, like I said, it's good. It's a good movie. Uh, not a huge Scream fan, so I was just like okay with it. But I think Scream fans will really enjoy this. So let us know what you think if you've seen the movie. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. And uh, thank you for sitting here listening to me talk to myself like a crazy person. I uh, appreciate it. Uh, next month, we're going to come back with a couple of Valentine's Day-based podcasts. And we're definitely going to talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre coming out. Because, yet again, this year is full of returning fandoms. Uh, so, uh, as usual, thank you guys very much for listening. I appreciate it. And we will uh, see you guys next week. All right. Take care. Good night. Hey, guys. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. And if you want to follow Justin, all you that's need to me. do. Oh, you're still on the phone? Uh.
I very rarely ever hang up. Tell the people where they could follow you, Justin. Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tong. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me jtong81. And if you want to follow me on Slasher, the horror-based social media site, you can find me at Sexy Vampire Teeth Pod. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can't. I'm off the stuff. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites. And make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast.